0: Today we have an interesting hand from The Lodge, which is a poker room in Texas. that was recently bought by Doug Polk, Andrew Neme, and Brad Owen. And today we have a hand featuring Doug Polk. I hear he has a YouTube channel. Check it out. And in this hand, he goes for a 2x pot river bet all in. Was it for bluff or as a value? What do you think? Let's take a look. Now it's no a that's, little that's embarrassing. Really a little embarrassing, that's not nice. All right, here we have 5, 10, 25, 50, 100, no limit Texas Hold'em. We are playing with all sorts of different stack depths. We have a limp under the gun. We have a button straddle. All sorts of nonsense is happening. Let's get to it. It's no so that's, that's really a little embarrassing.
1: good way to get
0: all right, we have DQ calling under the gun, plus three, playing 2,700 deep with the 6-3 of clubs. Probably not a good strategy. 6-3 of clubs is not a very good hand when you're playing 27 big blinds deep, but such is life. That's what he does.
1: We've seen stranger things.
0: If Doug stays at the bottom of the VIP list like he has been the last couple times we saw that,
1: he'll be invited back. He can't.
2: He'll be invited back, back, back. but Shame. don't worry, chat. I'm going to give
0: him plenty of needling. Being bottom of the... V-pip list. voluntarily put dollars in the pot, meaning you're playing like a super net, little embarrassing. And we're going to make
2: a little change. <laughs> no more folding ace nine off, pre-flop. Dan with the $20 super chat says, when the lodge starts having wait times and lines around the building, do original Chatsville members get seating priority? They do. Uh, see you at Mayhem.
0: Dan can't wait to see you again.
1: What's interesting was on that big hand that Doug won versus
0: Brad, like he didn't even really want to play. Like he just... All right, let's take a look at this spot. All right, we have Poker Traveler playing $14,000 deep, which is about 140 big blinds, raising it up from the big blind, which is the $50 bet, I think. No, the $10 bet, I don't know. The blinds are all over the place. Doesn't really make a difference. Pocket 8s, in this scenario, definitely wants to raise. It can very confidently get it all in against DQ, who I'm told plays loose, splashy, aggressive poker. So I like this play a lot. Now, Doug... Opts to call in position against Poker Traveler with the 7 5 of spades, which is certainly splashy, but is probably acceptable if you have a tight image. Also, if you think that you're going to be able to navigate this spot very well in position against the deeper stack Poker Traveler. The problem or the issue is that perhaps it's going to get back to the DQ, and then DQ is going to shove. Poker Traveler is going to call a re raise, and then you have to fold. So as you think DQ is going to be more inclined to shove, you should be way less inclined to splash around with stuff like seven five suited. There's so much action in front of them. A lot of limpers just calling, flatting, betting. It's like, okay, you got a customer, a little
1: crying call, and then boom, flops top two, and stacks brat.
0: Sure.
2: No? Didn't end so innocently. Looking for
1: suckers, yeah.
0: All right. DQ opts to just call the 6-3 clubs. Again, very loose, very splashy. I'm,
2: I'm going to be honest with you guys. I do know my hand.
0: Doug with bottom two.
2: That's fair or not. 1, like a Gutter system. for DQ. Maybe like a Poker, really traveler like a like Poker Traveler with those eights.
0: Poker Traveler opts to check from the big blind, as he should on this queen high board. This is a spot where you definitely want to be checking a large chunk of the time because Doug's range should contain a lot of good, strong, big cards. Also, small and middle pairs, all of which connect pretty well with this. And, you know, pocket eights may be able to reasonably check call. Now, if Doug bets and DQ shoves, then Poker Traveler can easily fold out the pocket eights. So, I like checking in this scenario. You could also make a small bet. I think that's justifiable. Either play seems reasonable. Doug should definitely bet here both for value and protection. In multi-way pots, you usually want to go for a relatively small bet on somewhat uncoordinated boards like this. Pot's $2,000. bucks. let us see what Doug does.
2: He's going to go for a small size, looks like about a quarter of the pot, 550 into 2,000.
0: It's really small. A lot of people in this scenario think that they want to bet big to try to price out the draws and to get full value, but in reality, in multi-way pots, you don't want to be betting all that often to begin with because someone's likely to have something. And for that reason, you very often do want to go for a small size when you do opt to bet on uncoordinated boards. And this board actually is pretty uncoordinated. You're not so worried about the random uh, 6-3 of clubs because usually that's not in the pot. That said, even if 6-3 of clubs is in the pot, if you bet 550 and they call, they're not getting adequate odds to draw to their straight. So this is a fine spot to go for a small bet. If the board was more coordinated, you probably want to go for a... Bit of a bigger size. 6-3 of clubs, it's an annoying spot. Given the shallow stack size, probably just has to fold.
2: DQ with a gutter and a backdoor flush draw. Don't Buddy see calls, him sorry. Gonna try to spike. it. doesn't. He
0: peels. Back to the Pocket 8s. What do you think Pocket eight should do in this scenario? Facing five hundred fifty dollars playing pretty deep-stacked still. I want you to take a second, pause the video, and write in the comment section below what you would do with the Pocket 8s on the flop, after you check Doug bets and DQ calls, would you just let it go? Would you call? Would you raise it up to one thousand one hundred dollars, or would you make it two thousand six hundred dollars? Pause the video and write what you would do in the comment section below. This is. A tough one because you are facing such a small bet. The question becomes, if you spike an 8, which is going to happen about 1 in 20 times, not all that often, going to the turn, will you be able to win a gigantic pot? And the thing is, is when an 8 comes, even if Doug is sitting here with a hand like ace-queen, will he put in $14,000? Maybe he will, maybe he won't, but this is a spot where there's certainly lots of sets and straights available, right? If an 8 comes. So I think you just want to fold because you're not going to be able to reasonably continue on any turn. And if your opponents do have bluffs, they're just going to keep bluffing a lot of the time, which is then probably going to make you fold. Also in this spot, the pocket 8s are not a particularly great hand to have because you block a lot of the reasonable bluffs on Queen 7-5, which would be 9 eight, eight, six, which are close to impossible to have now because you have the 8 and the 8 in your hand. So I think this is just a fold. It's an annoying spot because you are facing such a small bet, but facing a bet and a call, someone is very likely to have you in pretty bad shape.
2: He does call, though. Poker Traveler's coming along as well. All three players going to the turn.
1: A lot of interesting parties. Ooh, ooh.
2: Doug Boat's up. Five on the turn. How much are you playing down there? I got like 3,000 left, 3,500 left.
1: Okay. So I'm going to proceed here. What type of sizing will he come with?
0: DQ says he has 3,500 left. Maybe the graphics are wrong. I will say DQ's play becomes better as he gets deeper and deeper stacked. As you're deeper and deeper stacked, you can certainly splash around a bit more with suited, connected, junky hands. But if you are playing very shallow stacked, then you just can't do it.
1: Perhaps targeting a queen. Neither opponent has a queen here.
0: This is a spot where Doug probably does want to just keep betting. You're going to find that if you check in this spot, people are just going to check behind with a lot of their non-premium hands, and most people would check raise the flop or raise the flop with their premium hands. So Doug definitely wants to bet, and he wants to bet an amount that can just get full value from a queen, which is the hand that's most likely to call a turn plus river bet. So I think I'd go something like, 2,000 in this scenario, maybe even a little bit bigger, maybe like 2,500, depending on the opponent's tendencies. I will say they are playing in Texas. I know from watching a lot of streams that take place in Texas that people don't like to fold. And if your opponents don't like to fold, you probably just want to size up a little bit bigger in general, just to get lots and lots and lots of money in the pot when you have the nuts. I know that may be very exploitable, but it is an exploitative play to take advantage of what the player pool likely does incorrectly. Now, I don't know what these particular players do incorrectly, But if you think your opponents will call, whether with with any like queen or maybe even any seven, or any hand like pocket jacks, whether or not you bet twenty five hundred or eighteen hundred, you might as well just bet bigger to get full value. Now, if your opponents are going to figure out that twenty five hundred is for value, and maybe your other bet sizes are bluffs, well, that's where that play becomes a big, big problem. Doug's going about fourteen hundred. Small bet. one more thing that's nice about using a bigger size is that you just get to more reasonably make a big bet on the river, which is quite good when you have the nuts.
1: Action on Seti in the two seat. Six three clubs folds. Unlikely that Doug has a five UTG.
0: Pocket eights is in a tough spot again. Because again, he blocks all the bluffs, right? So whenever you block the bluffs, especially when the turn is just a random five that does not bring any backdoor flush draws, I think it's an annoying spot, which is probably just a fold. I do know from watching some Doug Polk YouTube videos that he enjoys a good bluff every now and then, but Doug usually picks the good, strong GTO bluffs. So in this spot, I gotta presume he's gonna have either the gut shots or a hand like a random king high, maybe like king-jack-of-spades, something like that, that decided to to bet the flop, although maybe that hand doesn't even bet the flop, maybe like king-ten-of-spades, king-nine-of-spades, something like that. So in this spot, I think you really don't want to block the gut shots because those are the most likely hands to be bluffing. So I think this is just a fold. It's an annoying spot, but it's probably just a fold because Doug's not going for value in this spot with a seven, and he's probably betting for value something like a good queen and better, and against that, you're in awful shape. And against the bluffs, which... You know, you're know you in fine shape again, so you're going to have a tough time calling a river bat. So I think you just got to let it go. There are a lot of spots that come up like this where you're out of position with a hand that if this was an all-in bet, you could very easily call. But when there's a lot of money yet to act, you're going to drastically under-realize your equity. And when that is the case, you just have to fold. Perhaps
1: fearful of a queen, Seti. I don't see him coming along, but never mind. <laughs> uh, a non-believer makes the call. Some people are non-believers. believes in this two pair, eights and fives. That's no good. Needs a miracle one-outer here on the river. Will it come? It will not.
2: Some poker traveler is going to be stuck with a bluff catcher against Doug's big bet on the river here.
1: Imagine here that Doug's targeting, thinks that he has a queen. Perhaps a hand like tens, nines,
0: eights. This is a spot where you have to ask, what is your opponent's tendencies? I have no clue what Poker Traveler's traveler's tendencies are in general. If he's a bit of a calling station for large bets, I love an all-in. If he will fold to large bets, as a lot of people in live poker will do, then maybe a medium bet is fine, perhaps hoping to induce a check raise even from whatever nonsense Poker Traveler may have. That said, in this spot, I think Poker Traveler's pretty clearly going to have a hand like a queen or jacks, tens, nines, eights, something like that. Um, probably a hand like a queen or a hand like jacks or tens primarily, though. And if that's the case, I think you can go for a pretty big bet when a lot of draws miss. And Doug Polk certainly has the reputation of being someone who is willing to get in there and battle hard, so that allows him to go for these overbets way more than someone who is known to be a weak tight passive player, because if you're known to be weak, tight, and passive and you're trying to put all of your money in the pot, you probably just have the nuts. But if you will bluff logically and reasonably, as I'm sure Doug will do, then you definitely want to be going for a big bet size in this scenario with your effective nut hands. Doug gives us some thought. We're going to fast forward a bit. Doug does go for the all-in overbet here. All-in overbet. Now, should Poker Traveler call? Slow down, slow down, YouTube. I realize that you can see Doug's hand. Doug has the nuts. But should Poker Traveler actually find the call in this spot against someone like Doug Polk who is definitely capable of running a bluff. Take a second to think about it. If you feel like quizzing yourself again, pause the video and write in the comment section below if Poker Traveler should call with these pocket eights. I'll go ahead and tell you. The answer is no. Why? Because of the bluffs that make sense for Doug, they were 9-8, which you block, which means he's more likely to not have that. 8-6, which you block, which means he's more likely to not have that or maybe something like 6-4 suited, which just made a straight on the river. So, given all of those hands either made the nuts or are not likely, pocket eights is actually an especially awful hand to call with. Now, if Poker Traveler in this spot had a queen, or maybe even a hand like Pocket Jacks, then I would certainly not mind a call. Pocket Jacks would be a loose call, but it's way more reasonable than a hand like pocket eights, because pocket eights makes it more difficult for Doug to have a bluff, whereas pocket jacks does not. So this is just a trivially easy fold at this point, unless you can look and tell your opponent's bluffing. So let's make a read. Let's look at Doug. Is he bluffing? It's about two or
2: three X the pot, I believe. Wow. Does
0: that look like a bluffing person?
2: Poker Traveler mulling it over here, facing a very, very large bet. He's got to call 12,500. Nah only fun. about 6400 in the pot. I mean, I mean, I like they think for forever here. Doug is all in here <laughs> with his boat. Thinking, <laughs> <laughs> thinking,
0: thinking, thinking, thinking. You gotta find the phone, man. You gotta find the phone.
2: He does think better of it and lets it go. Doug's gonna have to settle for a $6,400 pot coming his way. I, thought the, I was like, dude, only Doug would pull this one. No, no, had
0: billion. He had the goods. So... I like the way Doug played this hand. I think perhaps he could have gone a little bit bigger on the turn just to get full value from a queen or an underpair. But that said, he wins a nice pot and Poker Traveler makes the good fold on the river that some people just find a hero call with because they get it in their heads that this loose, aggressive, battling opponent must be bluffing. But in reality, he's probably just sitting there with a good hand when he wants to put his entire stack in the pot. That's made for today. If you enjoyed this video, do me a quick favor. Click the like and subscribe buttons below. Also click the notification bell. We have lots and lots of fun videos coming out here on a regular basis. And if you enjoyed the quiz we did in this video, head over to PokerCoaching.com where we have over 1,500 interactive quizzes. Kind of like that, except for we go through every betting round. And we tell you what we would do on every single betting round in some very, very difficult spots. So go through all the quizzes over there at PokerCoaching.com. You'll enjoy it. That's me for today. Good luck, have fun, and I'll talk to you next time.